Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello, my name is Kyle Thunberg, and I'm a missionary in the country of Thailand. Today I want to tell you a story called The Seer That Became a Christian. Now this story begins with a family that lives in the northeast part of Thailand. This family had six children, and the oldest of these children, the first three children, went to an Adventist boarding school in the country of Singapore many years ago. And while they attended this boarding school, they became Christians. In fact, they became Seventh-day Adventist Christians. And when they went back home to be with their parents, their parents were not happy that their children had converted. Their parents, of course, were very strong Buddhists, and they did not want their children to be a different religion. Nonetheless, the oldest children had made the decision to follow Jesus. And through their influence, the younger children eventually became Seventh-day Adventist Christians as well. For many years, there was tension in this family between the children and the parents. The parents, of course, desperately wanted their children to convert back to Buddhism. But the children remained faithful to God. The children would pray and pray and pray for their parents, but the parents never seemed to show much interest in becoming Christians. Well, one day, one of the daughters, her name is Son, Son prayed and she said, Lord, please speak to my father like you spoke to Balaam. I know that if you can speak through a donkey, you can get anyone's attention. So Lord, please speak to my father in a way that he will know it's you. So Son prayed that prayer, and then she watched to see what would happen. Well, her father was a man that was very successful at business. And before he ever made any major decisions in his business, he would go to consult with a seer, a fortune teller, a person that claimed to have power to talk with the gods. And there was one seer in particular that the father would always go to consult before important decisions were made. And so this particular day, he had a big decision to make, so he went to see his favorite seer. Now when he got to the seer's shop, he was perplexed because all of the lights were off. All of the idols that were usually in the window and around the shop were gone. And it looked like the seer's shop had been abandoned. And the father didn't know what to think. So when he eventually got in contact with the seer, he asked the question, What's, what's going on? Why is your shop closed? Why are all the idols taken down? And the seer told the father, well, I've become a Christian. The father was in disbelief. What? How could you become a Christian? Well, let me tell you, the seer said. And so the father sat down with the seer and they had a discussion. And the seer went into the story of how he had become a Christian. He told the father that not long ago, he had had a client that was really wanting to land this big business contract. In fact, he wanted this contract so bad that he told the God that he was communicating with that if he got this contract, he would give a portion of the money back to this God. Well, as fate would have it, this client ended up getting that business contract, but he did not make good on his promise. And so the God was angry and he was channeling his anger towards the seer. And the seer felt like he was being harassed and he didn't know what to do to appease this God. And so he tried to communicate with other gods and ask them for help. 
But these other gods told the seer, we're sorry. We don't get involved in the affairs of other gods. You're on your own. So in desperation, the seer didn't know what to do. He had done what he knew to do, and he was feeling like giving up. Well, one night, the seer had a dream. And in this dream, he saw what appeared to be the Christian God. And he saw the Christian God in the sky, in the clouds, with angels all around him. Also in the dream, the seer saw the God that had been harassing him. So he saw these two gods. And as the dream continued, he saw the God that had been harassing him give a scroll to the Christian God. And when he saw that in the dream, he understood that to be a symbolic act of submission on the part of the God that had been harassing him. In other words, this God was submitting to the Christian God. Now, after he woke up from the dream, he realized that the Christian God was the God that had power over all of the other so-called gods. And he made the decision to become a Christian, to give his life to the Lord. And after he made that decision to become a Christian, he stopped being harassed by this other God, and his life had completely changed. Now, Sohn's father listened to this story with rapt attention, and he still respected this former seer very deeply, and he still wanted advice from this former seer. He had this big decision to make. And so even though the father was not yet a Christian, but this former seer was now a Christian, the father asked and said, what should I do about this decision that I have to make? And the former seer told the father, he said, go and have your Christian children pray about the situation. And whatever they tell you to do after they pray, do it. And the father left that building pondering the words of the seer, deeply impressed by what he had heard. When we think about this story, we think again about the prayer that Son prayed at the beginning. Lord, please speak to my father in a way that he can understand. You spoke to Balaam through a donkey. I know that you can speak to my father in a very unique way. And God answered Son's prayer. Friends, there is power in prayer. God is able to do miracles. We need to be praying. There are many people locked in darkness that have no knowledge of the true God. And God is calling for us to pray for these people, to pray that His Spirit will speak to their hearts, to pray that He will speak to them in ways that will be unmistakable. Please join us in prayer as we pray for the lost and the unreached and those who are living in in darkness. Thank you for your prayers. I'm weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. Satisfied as long as I walk, let me walk close to thee. Just a closer walk with thee. 
People often ask me the question, so why did you decide to become an overseas missionary? Isn't there plenty of work to do in America? I get that question a lot. People want to know why my wife and I decided to leave America and go to another country and start over and work among people that we don't know. In January of 2006, I heard a sermon that eventually changed my life. In this sermon, I learned that worldwide, there are about two billion people, about one-third of the population of this earth, that have never heard the gospel message. In fact, they live in countries where they don't really even have access to gospel resources. I also learned that the majority of the resources and the people that go into the church work go to places where there's already a Christian work established very few resources go into the places that have the greatest need. And when I learned those statistics and I saw the great need worldwide, I could feel the Lord tugging on my heart, calling me to consider going to work among the unreached. Now at that time in my life, I was involved in a church plant project in a city where there was no Seventh-day Adventist presence. It was a good experience, and during the course of my time in that project, I really began to see the need for church planters. And as God led me in my ministry, I eventually, after a few more years, began to sense the call more forcefully to consider the possibility of becoming an overseas missionary. When I first began to sense that call, there was a part of me that wanted to answer, but a part of me that didn't. And so I wrestled for probably about three years to determine whether or not God was really calling me and my wife to become overseas missionaries. As we prayed and as we studied, we became convicted that we were at a place in our life where we could leave America, we could go to a new country, and we could serve among unreached people. We didn't have any debt, we were in good health, and we had our whole life ahead of us. So we felt we could give these years of our life to mission service. Eventually, when we were praying about our future, we decided to devote a week to fasting and praying about whether or not God was calling us to be missionaries. At the end of that week, we told the Lord that we were willing to go forward as far as he would take us. And we said, Lord, if it's not your will for us to be missionaries, then shut the door. And to make a long story short, that door has never shut. And we have now given the last four years of our life to serving as missionaries in the country of Thailand. Allow me to give you an update on the Central Thai Project in the city of Khon Kaen. Currently, our biggest ministry has been the founding of a music school called Peace Music Academy. Peace Music Academy was founded in the year 2013 with a handful of students. Currently today, we have about 60 students that are studying at our school, all of which, aside from our church members, but over 95% of our students come from Buddhist families. And we have seen that the school provides us a very neutral venue to make connections and develop relationships with Thai Buddhist people that eventually can lead to spiritual discussions and so forth. In fact, last month, we heard the news that one of the parents of two of our students has made the decision to get baptized. Both he and his youngest daughter want to get baptized, and so they are beginning to prepare for baptism by taking Bible studies. And we praise God for how he's using the school to touch hearts, to touch lives, and to ultimately point people to Jesus. Now, we also have a church. Our church has been growing slowly and steadily over the past four or five years, 
Today, we have about 50 people that are worshiping every Sabbath. That includes both Thai people and international people. And we are seeing the Lord growing our church and putting it in the hearts of the church members to get actively involved in the community. In fact, one thing that we've begun to do is we've begun to organize ourselves on Sabbath afternoons. We have started to go to different markets in the city. And what we'll do is we will have a group of people that will sing and a group of people that will pass out free bottles of water and free copies of the book Steps to Christ in Thai. And that's really been a a fun ministry for our church. We've been able to meet people in the community and provide a service that is uh, appreciated. And it has been good for our church members and for our church. As far as my family goes, I am married to a beautiful lady named Cindy. And last year we had our first child, a beautiful baby girl named Allison Grace, who we call Allie for short. Our life has changed drastically with the birth of our first daughter, but it's been a good change. In fact, what we're seeing is that our daughter makes a wonderful missionary. In fact, she's a better missionary than both my wife and I combined. (laughs) Because whenever we go out in public, people will stop and they'll comment about our baby or they'll want to uh, talk with her or interact with her. And she smiles at the people and they feel very warm and happy when she does that. And she really opens up doors for us to be able to talk with the Thai people and begin to develop relationships with them. Friends, the task of reaching the world is great. And I believe that God is calling on many, many people to respond to His Spirit and to go into the unreached world. If you feel God tugging on your heart, to be a missionary and you would like more information about how you can get involved, please visit afmonline.org or call 800-937-4236. And once again, that's 1-800-937-4236 or visit afmonline.org. Thank you.